Welcome to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, where each week we simplify the complexities of your leadership journey. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us for part two of Promoting Good Values. We have a great show in store for you today. So whether you are listening to this podcast or you are watching us on YouTube, we encourage you to download the show notes and follow along. My name is Amber Jordan, and I am here with Dr. Michael David Morales, a.k.a. Mo. Mo, how's it going today? Hey, what's going on, Amber? I'm doing well. Let's talk about leadership. Okay, well, last week in part one, we talked about two things having to do with promoting good values. And the first is, what are are my values? We had to ask that question of ourselves. What are my values? And two was, how do my values shape my decisions? And um, I was thinking about this show that kind of surprised me that I liked it, the show Manifest. Have you seen it? (laughs) Great show. Yeah. Yeah. So it it surprised me because I'm not a super sci-fi sort of person, but I was interested in the concept. So for those of you who haven't seen it, it's um, it starts off with this family who's on vacation and, you know, the flights were, were overbooked as if you've ever experienced that, like it happens and you're like, I was a little confused the first time. How, how do I not have a flight right now? But they offer them some vouchers for whoever wants to stay back a day or two. So the family kind of splits up. Some go ahead and head home as planned and a few hang back. Well, as the story goes, when the the family members who stayed back and took the vouchers arrive home, thinking it was only a couple days later, it was actually five and a half years later, which is such a trip. So the whole thing is like conspiracy theories and, you know, what really happened to the plane and stuff like that, which is awesome. But I think the human element that I really loved was these people that arrive thinking it's only been a couple days and nothing has changed for them. They haven't aged. They're still exactly who they were two days ago, arrive back to their family and friends and their coworkers and this whole life that had moved on five and a half years into the future. And it's this crazy thing of having to adjust, like they're still who they've always been. And yet people have grown and gone through life experiences over the past five and a half years that have change them in some ways. And so it's just this interesting thing of like, how how are we who we've always been? And how do we adjust to what life is now and, and who people are now? And so I just I thought about leadership and what we've been talking about, about values of, you know, we, we, we have to figure out what our values are, and then we have to make decisions based on that. But what happens when things change or we find ourselves in a situation where things change. And so that's where we're going to start off with this part two today with our third and final point about promoting good value. So Mo, why don't you tell us what that is? Yeah, great, great opening, great show. I'm uh, only through two seasons, so don't ruin it, anybody, for me on that third season. I haven't started yet, so I'm about to start on Netflix. It's in my queue. Uh, but just like the people on the manifest who were all of a sudden five years behind, but wouldn't that be wonderful if, I mean, for us adults, right? If we could look five years younger than all of our friends, that would be the neatest thing ever. Right. Uh, yeah. But, but the real question is today, point number three is this, where do my values need to be adjusted? And just as people coming and, you know, it's kind of sci-fi and 
would that ever really happen? It's a great question of, wow, how has, how have these people become different who have lived for five more years now than this, the people who were just kind of catching up, right? And so where do your values need to be adjusted over time, right? I mean, we, we think, and Amber, we've talked about this a lot. You say, well, if their values, do, do you shift them? Do you adjust them? Do you change them? Well, you don't, you don't ever really change them, but they will be adjusted based on where you are, you're on, you are in life. And so if you want to be somebody who's capable of leading and influencing others, if we're talking about leadership today, which we are, communicating in a way that's effective is, I would guess, going to continually shape and shift in how your values are uh, in your own life and how you approach leadership. So as leaders, we're committed to meeting goals of all shapes and sizes, right? From the company vision all the way down to the decisions that you make on your team on a daily basis, you have to find out the role within your team that you play and everybody else plays and how to be effective. So that's where our values come into play. Are you a person of passion? Are you a person of resolve? Are the values that you hold driving your decisions to be able to face adversity to get things done? Because you can't tackle new issues and problems with the information and knowledge that you had yesterday, which is what they found out in Manifest, right? So I have a couple of uh, uh, sub points for this, this last point today, which is why it got its own podcast. Um, and so the first is this, you want to identify those values. So last week we talked about identifying values. Hopefully you have sat down and maybe, you know, put, uh, put pen to paper and I can't stress to you how important this is. If you don't know what your values are, you can't go very far from there, right? Because if you don't know where you are, you don't know where you're going. And again, in a values system, it's ingrained in you from an early age. You're learning your values from your your siblings, right? On, on uh, from your friends on the playground, from your parents, from uh, your neighbors, from the people that you hang out with, if you play sports or extracurricular activities, whatever it is, whether you know it or not, whoever's raising you has a stake in your values system. So, I would have to assume that if you're listening to this podcast, you have some kind of premium on leadership, and that's great. Um, and if you don't, you're probably uh, listening to the wrong podcast. <laughs> but but that's pretty much all we talk about around here, right? So what are your values and how do they pertain to leadership? What are the things that you allow to drive your beliefs system? So here's a simple way to narrow down to what might be um, important to you at this very moment in time. Ask yourself this, what makes me feel most comfortable? When am I at my best? You see, when you're living out your values every day and you're in situations at work, do you feel authentic in the way that you tackle problems? When do you feel most authentic? The most like you, like, man, this is just who I am. It's easy to make this decision because this is who I am. That means it's probably aligned with your values and that's a great place to be. It's going to help you understand what your values are and find a good starting point to see where your values may have been shifting over the years even, right? And so Amber, I would say a good test to find out uh, when you're moving from you know one value um, set to kind of shifting into a new one is this. How do you feel, you know, like when when you're you're like, man, I just don't feel good about this. I feel like I'm moving away from success when I make these decisions or when I act this way. What are the things that make you feel like you're out of whack, that you're being inauthentic? These are probably the things that are kind of intruding either on your values or challenging your values and challenging you to shift your values a little bit. And that's not a bad place to be, right? It's not bad to say, well, I really valued this when I, when I was younger, but now I'm kind of shifting. That, that's okay. 
because you're probably not going to completely change your values, but you are going to going to kind of change the way that you approach those values. So that's not a bad thing. Yeah, but Mo, how do you know when it's a time for you to start shifting your values? So I know we're, we're identifying it because we're we're just not feeling right. Something's not feeling good about what we're doing or or how we're doing it. So how do you know when you you are the one that needs to make the adjustment or like uh, John Maxwell in his 360 degree leader book, he says, <laughs> maybe book. you're just in the wrong situation. Like you just got to leave your job or your current position. How, how do you know when when you are the one that needs to make the adjustment or if you need to adjust where you are in your circumstance or situation? Well, that and that's great. I think our leaders really need to to let that question sink in. Do you have to make some changes or do you need to change your circumstances, right? So some people just need to get out of wherever they're at because your value system does not line up with the value system of wherever you're working. And that's a tough place to be, right? But for me, let let me give you a very practical um, way of of seeing uh, in in my own life, which is I I had a high premium on perfection when when I was young. And when I started working with Kevin and Kevin helped me shift my value from being perfection to excellence. And let me tell you, when I change from everything's got to be perfect, you know, the, the, the timing, the program, the people, everything to Mo, how do we become excellent in what we do? Man, that just really helped me. And that's when we started talking about the journey, the process, all that stuff. And that's why I'm not about perfection anymore. I'm about excellence and excellence is a process. You're never going to get there. Right. (laughs) And so if we continue to work, but don't expect that, that we're going to be perfect and you don't expect that your people are going to be perfect that's a good place to be. So, so that was something that had to shift for me. So a good way to find out what you need to shift in your own life in, in terms of values is to ask yourself a couple of questions again, right? There's always questions. And here, here's one of them. When are you in situations where you don't feel like it's just going to work for you, that you don't feel like you're going to be effective in what you're doing? You probably need to either change a little bit of that values subset or you need to just get out of the situation, like I said. Also, when you're in situations and you don't feel good about it, you know what are those things that are draining you, that are taking away from you emotionally, mentally, physically, your ability to thrive? Because I'm telling you this, if you start here and identify your values, then you're going to be on your way to defining an entire value set and shifting the way that you see your team and leadership in the company as a whole. Okay, so after we identify, what's the next? After identify, you got to activate, right? And Amber, you you are an activator on the Gallup uh, Clifton Strengths Finder, so this is right in your wheelhouse. And so, for our <laughs> listeners out there that haven't heard the the podcast episode earlier, where we actually went through one of Amber's um, five ma- major strengths, Amber is definitely strong in the activator strength in, in in that assessment tool. So, guess what Amber needs to be doing all the time. That's right. She needs to be activating something. She needs to be putting things into play. She needs to be putting uh, the ball in her hands and running with it or deciding where it needs to go. She needs to be making decisions. Amber, would you say that this is a pretty good uh, (laughs) assessment of your value of action? Yeah, absolutely. Right? (laughs) So, I mean, if you want to activate, right, then uh, what you're already good at for our listeners out there, (laughs) I would encourage you to take that assessment first because it's going to help you kind of see what's important to you. And remember, assessments don't define you. They don't put you in a box, but it is going to tell you a little bit about yourself in a different way and let you know what's important to you. And we always want to know what's important to us. Sometimes we think we know what's important 
And then we take assessments like that and we think, oh no, that's right. I do really think something else is, is a little bit more important in this way or another, right? And so another way to activate your values is to ask yourself, who do I admire? <laughs> who, who are the people that, that I look to? Who are the, you know, what do they hold dear? What do they value? Look at those people, you know, and say, this is a great place to start. You know, I, I want to be like so-and-so and so-and-so. So for instance, for me, um, as a sports coach, as a coach for uh, young people and, and student athletes for so many years, my three of my favorite coaches are Vince Lombardi, John Wooden, and Nick Saban, right? And all these guys are very different in the way that they approach um, their, their particular sport and how they coach. But a lot of their values are, are pretty similar. They just employ those values a little bit differently, which is not bad because even though, you know, they, they, they want to get these things done, there's no right or wrong way necessarily to, uh, to approach things. But here's the important part. I don't actually want to be exactly like any one of these guys. <laughs> I, I admire them for who they are and what they stand for and for what they believe in. But when it comes down to it, as a coach of student athletes, I want to create my own value system. You know, there's a lot of great men and women who have spoken into my life over the years. And I take the best parts of who they are and they say, Mo, this is what you want to, this is what you want to focus on. And I take those things and I, I see them as the role models to me as I've been growing up. And then I decide, how do I need to change? How do I need to adapt? How do I need to become better? Because those people have helped me shape and shift my values over the years. And I'm glad that I get to do that. Like nothing is stale for me. It's always moving. Like I have the, the my, my values are my anchor, but they shift in the way that, that I approach them and the way that, that, that I use them. So people, I think, you know, like, like the people that, that I just mentioned, um, you know, I, I, I think they have a lot of good things to tell me and you know who else I, I, I look to people I've never met like people who, who, who write books, those men and women, man, I read as many books as I can because I can learn about what people think about the journey and the process and whatever they're doing. Right. And also even, I mean, you could even look at fictional characters <laughs> in books or on screen or whatever. So if you're into fiction books and stuff like that, that's great. I mean, what are the things that, that are important to you? And so if you have a piece of paper and a pencil, write down these steps about the, about the qualities and the values of the people that you admire and start there. Because when you look at specifically those values and those principles that those leaders hold, those, those attributes, you're going to want to mimic them and take action in your own journey. And it's really going to, going to change who you are. And, and I really, what I appreciated about the, the strength finders test and, and identifying that I was an activator, you know, when I read it, the read the description, I was like, wow, that, yeah, that really sounds like me. But yeah. just because I identified that, it didn't mean that I now kind of had all the answers or knew all the ways to make decisions and then take action. It was, I, I got to use that at, really in this process that we're talking about, identifying that was my value. I got to use it to help me shape decisions and I got to figure out where it needed to be adjusted adjusted. So for instance, I'm not the type of person that I just want to take action on everything. <laughs> I also have significance in my top strengths. So I have to take right. action. Like it has to matter to me. I have to really like, this will make a difference. This will change the world. This will inspire people. And so that helped me decipher when I'm looking at a, a situation, do I just want to take action for the sake of being active or do I want to do it because it aligns with my other value of this is important, this matters in the world. And so 
it really identifying it, like you said, is the first step, but really being able to start moving forward, then you kind of meet this fork in the road of like, okay, now how is this value going to guide this next step? So it was, it was really insightful for me. So I encourage right. everyone, like you said, to take <laughs> it. It's helpful. It's a helpful tool. Yeah. So after we, oh, go ahead. I was going to say that that leads me right in, into the third point, which I think you were going to ask me, <laughs> which yeah. is it, it, once you identify and you start to activate, you have to evaluate. That That's the last point, right? You have to evaluate. And the way that you evaluate is you do this not by yourself, but you do it with other people, right? You, you have to remember this. Anything worth doing is worth evaluating, period, end of story. If you don't continue to evaluate the things that you do in your life, you're not going to get better. And the same goes with your values. Sometimes um, you're going to be in situations where you don't know exactly how, how your values have shifted and maybe, you know, that's going to be a source of frustration. Well, if you evaluate the things that you're doing, somebody might be able to speak in your life and say, well, are you doing, is this still important to you? Is this something that, that, that is really uh, going to help you thrive where you're at? Other people have to help you do that because your values are important and it's why you do what you do. The values themselves never change in their entirety, right? Because that's kind of, you've been, you, you've grown up learning these things, but as you've learned to hold these values, you want to be dedicated to the resolve as a leader to tackle problems, which is why you have to shift the way that you use values and the way that you approach them, because you need to allow obstacles really just to motivate you, <laughs> both you and your people really, because the energy that, that you get from tackling these problems is going to become infectious and it's going to drive your team. And so my encouragement for you as a leader is to focus on your team, lead from your values. And here's the thing. You got to find out the values of all the people on your team. When, when I have my, my team at rising tide, I know what Amber's top, top five strengths are. I know what Tyler's top five strengths are. I know what their values are because again, like I said last week, Amber and I went through a months long process on what was important to her because now that I know what's important to her in, 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 in her personal life and professional life, I can make sure that she thrives on, on this team. Are you helping your people thrive? Are you giving them the tools to make them better? Because as a leader, it's your job to communicate, right? And communication can be your best friend or your worst enemy. But when we're talking about values, you need to communicate to your team what your values are, and you need to communicate that you need to know what their values are, what's important to them, to see if they're the right fit for your team. And you have to be a good communicator if you want to succeed. And you need to be a good communicator if you want to know where you put your people, right? Once we get them on the bus, we got to get them in the right place. So your team's relying on you to put them in the right place in the company with their skills and abilities to be good at what they do. And of course, you know, you know, earlier we, we talked, right, again, last episode, that empathy for your people in all situations is going to shape the way you do business in your daily life. And really, empathy needs to be part of what you do and your values uh, subset. So do you possess all these kinds of skills and abilities? Probably not, but you can change a little bit. You can add things to your value system, and you should constantly be looking for values that are going to be affecting your team, right? We want to add value to people on a daily basis, both positively and in ways that's going to help them stay away from the negative parts of, of what could really just kind of bring them down. So leaders, it's up to you to set the direction and the course of your team, and it's your job to give them the best opportunity for success.
And not not telling them, hey, this should not be a value of yours, but it's because it is a value of yours. Yes. Here's what you can add to it to enhance that, which is what you did with me when we when you came in and we were talking about things, you know, you're always talking about people process program. And when you came <laughs> in, I was really focused on program, those doing things yeah. and planning things and activating was just came natural to me. But when you brought in, hey, but remember, it's all about relationship, which is what we say, I think, on every single <laughs> podcast. Yep. You weren't saying ignore program. You were saying if you want anything to be as successful as it can be, let's focus on the people first. So it's not telling people disregard right. your values. It's what can you add to enhance the values and the effectiveness of those in making decisions for your team. There you go. So. So Mo, we, um, in the last couple of podcasts, we have covered what are my values? How do my values shape decisions and where do my values mm. need to be adjusted? And today um, you gave us two, three things to identify, activate and evaluate what needs to be adjusted. So before we go today, do you have any final thoughts for us? The only thing I would leave our listeners with in, in this topic of values and how to promote them is ask yourself the question, do I feel like I'm promoting a system of values within what I do and my sphere of influence that is going to help my people become better because it's all about your people and making them better. Your job as a leader is to put into your people in such ways that they feel like they can thrive and be the best that they can be. If you do that, you are going to help promote better values for them, not just at work, but also at home. And it's really going to change them to the core of their being. So get out there change you know change people for, for 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 the good understand your value set and always remember to be you know shaped and molded and get better every day and don't forget to lead well well that brings us to the end of this episode thanks everybody for joining us once again and we look forward to seeing you next time thank you for listening to the rising tide leadership podcast Highlights and resource links are available for you in the show notes. We hope that you will join us next week as we continue on the leadership journey. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out and share with others so they don't miss out. See you next week.